Sit right back and get comfortable. You are listening to Broker Talk, the number one weekly real estate podcast hosted by brokers with almost 50 years of experience in the real estate brokerage industry, including residential, commercial, investment, development, and marketing, including radio and television, magazines, books, websites, and, of course, podcasts. Your Broker Talk hosts today are Larry Lawfer and myself, Jim Lowenstern. Evan is on the soundboard. We're once again broadcasting from the tippy top of the Castle's Unlimited Space Needle in Boston, Massachusetts, Beantown. How are you doing today, Larry? I'm doing just great, Jim. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. We've got a very special guest, Barino. Yep, he only has one name. That's all he needs, just like so many other uh, luminaries. Barino is a real estate coach. He's a speaker and author. He turns real estate agents into rock stars. I first met Barino through, I believe it was Active Rain, and then then he moved over to Facebook. Barino is an incredible student of life, and he was a top real estate agent during his days in real estate. Um, and then he moved over to coaching. And for how many years, Barino? Welcome aboard. How many years have you been coaching? Hey guys, thanks for having me, Jim Larry. Good, good, good to be with you guys and everybody listening. It's a pleasure. Oh more. I've been coaching for over twenty years now. Time flies. Oh, it, it, it just does. <laughs> uh, I uh, when I started with Barino, it was I was new in the business, and he gives you practical, no nonsense ideas on how to get your business started. And I have to say uh, about coaching that um, there are so many coaches out there. I looked at uh, uh, the top 20, the top 25 list, and it's a lot of the same names that you hear over and over again. And almost any of them, if you followed everything that they're saying religiously, you would be successful. But Barino does something a little bit different. He gets you to understand why people are doing something, not just exercises to do am i uh correct with that barino what what's your how do you explain what you do that's correct you know, it's, it's really i i take slightly different tack because so many great coaches out there um uh, the guys and gals who come in front of you and tell you you know two years in the real estate and i sold 100 homes and i was the agent of the year which i admire and respect my story is the exact opposite Two years in the business, when I started, I was homeless and broke. A lot of the stuff that worked for many others did not work for me, being sales, learning scripts, trying the traditional methods. I flopped miserably, and I was at the point where it was do or die. It was either figure out another way or get out and get a regular job, which unfortunately is the story of so many agents these days, even back there. It, it hasn't changed much. So I, I wanted to discover if there was another way to help clients, find clients, help clients, be a successful real estate agent, but without the traditional pushy methods, without doing what traditional salespeople still do to this day. And so I studied hypnosis and uh, neuro-linguistic programming, psychology, human behavior. And I discovered, if you want to call it a new method, but kind of a human way of doing business. And I was fortunate enough to meet a bunch of great clients using these methods. And now I teach people like you, Larry, and thousands and thousands of others that uh, you can still be a decent human being, treat people with respect, and still make a lot of money, and still be successful. That's really what I do. 
Well, it is really what you do. And on Facebook, you have um, a uh, community that absolutely loves you where you can log in if you're a member. Um, does it cost anything to be a member of your Facebook page, Barino? No. One of the things I teach and my systems are all about uh, contribution. Contribute first. Be cool first. Be helpful first. So I have to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. So I started this cool group of people called Real Estate Rockstars where I come on almost daily and I do live training. I answer people's questions with the videos, with the Q&As, with all kinds of things to, to help folks because you guys probably have the same experience. You get into the business, we're all excited. I know I was. And here was my training. I walked into my office the first day, and my broker turns to me and says, okay, here's your desk, here's the phone, here's the chair, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So the training, unfortunately, is not very good in most cases, although there are exceptions to it. So there is a need for a guy like me to come in and kind of hold hands of people, whether they're new people, new agents, just trying to figure things out. How do I get my leads? How do I start listing properties? Or people like you, Larry, and many others who've been at it for a while who say, I want to take you to the next level. Interesting. I don't want to grow a huge team. I don't want to spend thousands and thousands of dollars. How do I do that? So we figure out these simple ways. And a lot of what I teach is pretty simple and basic. I'm a believer that if a system or methodology is simple and inexpensive, there's a better chance people will implement it and actually use it. Barino, uh, so that office where the, the broker said, here's your phone, here's your desk, hopefully he said, here's your chair. Um, how long did you stay there? I stayed for about a year and a half, Jim, and then I moved on like so many other agents to, to another office, and I moved to another office. I made like two or three moves until I found an office where the culture, the vibe, and the broker kind of matched to what I wanted to do. And, and ultimately, what was, the, what was the culture that you settled in, in, into? Uh, I worked in a small office with very few agents, but very high-producing agents. So I was fortunate enough to observe some real rock stars, watch them in action, how they help clients, how they get listings. So that worked for me. I, I always kind of felt I wanted independence and freedom rather than a very structured environment where every day you follow a certain thing and are controlled by the broker. That worked for me. Yeah, because my first office was 20 empty desks, and they gave me a desk, and they said, mm. good luck to you. I lasted there yeah. a week. The next one, she said, you can work here, but I'm not going to train you. Right. <laughs> and that is the case. And I kind of understand the broker's point of view, not to knock them, because either you succeed and you leave, or you fail and you leave. Right. So they have to be very careful how much time and effort and money they put into training these agents. So I, I get it. That's a very but there comes a point where agents do need to get up to speed. So that's what I do. And I only teach three things. I keep it real simple. I teach folks how to get good leads, and I call it high probability. Those are people that are fairly easy to find and connect with and convert into clients and listed. Now, nothing is easy in real estate. You know that. But these, I believe, are the easier ones. I teach them how to get appointments, how to do a good follow-up, and how to get listed. That's it. And I use methods that are pretty simple. I teach expired listings because those are fairly easy to find and convert if you have the right system and the right approach. I teach for sell by owners, how to do videos, how to get referrals, how to do a good listing presentation. That's about it. I would say a Remax agent at one uh, point, uh, Burino, and I know you were as well. I moved over to Keller Williams. Keller Williams, mm -hmm. as you know, it has one of the great coaches, Diana Kokoski, Kokoska. And um, what's interesting to me is the difference is um, it's not about scripts. 
scripts are frankly they're bullshit you know they all sound the same and you never delivered scripts that i remember to me we script practiced but there was no script the script it started with uh are you interested in or um can i ask you a question something very simple that engaged the person and i think that was one of the most valuable lessons as well as having good people around me all the time yeah yeah i believe both are important uh, the scripted approach is kind of tough because number one you have to really memorize these things number two very often the conversation doesn't go exactly the way you memorize it and then you go like oh shit now what do i say they didn't say what my role play partner used to say so we become kind of rigid, and people just kind of can tell if somebody's trying to sell them something, always scripted, always not being genuine. What I teach instead is conversation. There are still certain dialogue outlines and certain patterns I teach people, but it's much more relaxed way of communicating people, and I believe way more effective, not to mention pleasant. But rather than it's a salesperson versus a prospect who I need to close and get an appointment, it's one human being being genuinely or authentically interested in another human being where you genuinely inquire, who are these people, what are they trying to do, can I help them, do I want to work with them, is it something I can have, what is their problem to begin with, and then can we solve it, is there something I can do, and it goes back to what we talked about earlier, about contribution, I contribute with insight, hand-holding, answering questions, easing their mind, because this industry does not compare to any other industry that has been decimated or changed by internet. It is still very much a people business because it gets so complex. And there will always be a need for someone like you, Larry and Jim and everybody else, rock star agents, who come in not as salespeople, but as advisors, as guides, as someone who has the insight, not just information, but guidance what to do about that information, how that impacts or benefits that particular client. And each situation is different. And that's what having good skill and having good abilities and good information is so critical which makes you guys good agents stand out i think another uh very important lesson i lesson i learned was to <laughs> while my client my prospect my uh um, the person i was talking to um was talking i was listening first and i was thinking of another question so I could keep them engaged, and the more you heard from them, you more you understood. That that is a, a very valuable tool in the real estate business. One of the best best lesson I can give to my students is be a great listener, learn how to have these authentic conversations, be also okay if the prospect client becomes uncomfortable because they may get uncomfortable. These situations sometimes are very emotional, very difficult, especially working with someone like expired listings, they had bad experience. So like, right, exactly like you said, being a good listener, being genuinely connected with them, being looking for ways to establish the relationship and, and, and connection with them. Once you do that, once they like you and trust you and respect you, if they are motivated, if they have a solid reason to move, of course they will be inclined to do business with you. So, An but, easier approach than, than using pressure and power that I feel long-term is just not a comfortable or effective way of doing it. Marino, I see that uh, most of your marketing is uh, directed to brokers uh, and expired listings. Um, what about um, just farming in general and, and marketing to uh, building a network? 
That's a good question, Jim. A lot of what I teach, because it's based on human psychology and behavior and what influences people, like what is it that, why is it that somebody would say, Jim, I like you, I want to do business with you. I was always very curious, how does that process work? What triggers it? How does that relationship get developed? And how can I repeat that? Can it be duplicated? And what I've discovered is that there are certain steps that if you take, and if you come from the right place, not just manipulate and get commission, but really genuinely help people, you can duplicate that. It's a process. So a lot of what I teach, yes, I talk a lot about expired listings for sale by owners, that these principles can be applied to almost any lead generation, any prospecting, any follow-up, because people are people. And whether you're selling mobile home in Kansas or oceanfront home in Laguna Beach, every seller will think, my home is different and better. Every seller wants more money than they realistically can get. Everybody thinks Zillow, uh, I've depriced my home, I should get more, you know, and it's all just human nature. So once you understand it, once you understand what triggers this behavior uh, and how to understand it, and more importantly, how to use it to the advantage of the prospect, in other words, coming up with a situation that benefit them, you will win. The not human- everybody will be a car and not everybody will be a listing. Not everything will end in commission, of course. But it will give you a lot of insight into their behavior, into their actions, why they do certain things. And you will discover things like very little has to do with logic. You guys have been in the business long enough to where we know that very few sellers behave very logically and rationally. Otherwise, you would present a CMA and the seller would say, yep, that made perfect sense. Where do I sign? But that doesn't happen, right? So because we, we deal with these complex emotions and situations that trigger a lot of fear and a lot of confusion, once you know that, use it. Use it not to manipulate or take advantage of somebody, but use it to guide that seller to whatever their goal is. And I teach that that you can use pretty much anywhere. Does that make sense? It does make sense. The, the, the listening part is uh, such a critical part that uh, mm-hmm. so many agents take a long time to learn. I think agents also start and they're so amped up about everything. They must learn it and they must get in that door and they must get a, uh, a listing and they must sell it and they must get the testimonial, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think they need to relax because food, shelter, and clothing, the three primary things that all people need, real estate, shelter, is number two on that hit parade. So everybody who you meet, who you look at, who you talk to is a potential client. All you need to do is find your people in all of them. Yeah, and that's really one of the toughest parts of my job is not to teach good agents to be better to teach them real estate. That part is usually pretty easy because I break down everything into pretty simple steps that you take. The hardest part is to help agents to believe that there's plenty of business, that there's plenty. That's the toughest thing. Yeah. If you look at statistics, even in the toughest years, when we had the deepest recession, there were over 4 million transactions closed every year. This year, MAI projects something, you probably know the exact number. Last time I checked, it was like 5.1 million homes sold. So there's a lot of business. There's like 600 transactions every hour, 10 a minute. There's tons of transactions, tons of people who want to move. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, 12% of us Americans will move this year. So the issue is not, is there enough? The issue is, do you believe you get enough? You can get enough. You have the knowledge, you have the skill, you have the belief, the mindset, because that's really the foundation. That mindset. Go out there and get them. Mindset is another critical thing. Let's talk about mindset just for a moment or two. How 
absolutely important is that, do you think, in the daily life of an agent? It is critical. And it is usually the first thing they kind of discard and move forward. Well, just give me the magic letter or tell me the magic script or show me the magic postcard. And the reality is, think about it this way. If you go into, let's say you want to learn about expired listings, and you take one of my courses or get one of my systems, if you're going in doubting it, going, oh, it's not going to work, and other agents failed at it, and it's hard, and expires are difficult, they're assholes, they're, they're angry, I, 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 will have, I will fail at this. It's deep inside to believe that. You're setting yourself up to fail. And the reason I know that is because I was that guy. Remember my story? I was homeless two years in real estate, literally homeless. I slept in a car behind a liquor store in Pico Rivera, California. Homeless, but and not... I didn't get there because I wasn't working hard enough. I was working my ass off every day. I was door knocking. I door knocked the entire city of Whittier twice. It's 80,000 homeowners. So I did the work. My problem was not as much working hard. I was doing the wrong thing because I had the wrong belief. And it was the mindset that was holding me back. Like, one of the biggest things that was holding me back, money's hard to come by. I believe that. I was programmed that since I was four years old. So deep inside of my subconscious carrying this belief, I was recreating experiences and situations that money's hard to come by. Money's hard. Making money, making a lot of money is hard. And every time... I had the opportunity to make a lot of money. I screwed it up. I figured out a way to blow it up and somehow sabotage myself. And you guys listening to it who are financially not exactly where you want to be. First thing you should evaluate is, what do I really believe about success and money and wealth? And how much of that do I believe I deserve? Because for years, I didn't think I deserved a whole lot. I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think I knew enough. I didn't think my English alone, being an immigrant from Czechoslovakia, was not good enough. And with all these piles of beliefs, I created circumstances that completely matched that. And I was broke, I was miserable, I was unhappy, and I had to change that. And, you know, as they say, when the student is ready, the teacher appeals. I, I was fortunate enough that Tony Robbins appeared in my life and several other people, but it was Tony who was like a reset. You know, like when a computer freezes up and you do a reset and everything boots up fresh, that's what it did to my mind. And after that, within 10 months, everything changed in my life. Not miraculously, but because I shifted my belief, and then based on that, I shifted my business, my approach. Everything changed. So, so exactly what did you do? What was the difference? First, I took ownership over the beliefs I had. I identified what were the ones that were no longer serving me. I don't want to say this is a right belief, a wrong belief, a good one, and a bad one. But there were some that I had to rewrite. And the cool thing about police is it's just a thought attached with emotion we think over and over. So I, I suddenly discovered I had the freedom to change some of these things. So once I shifted my mindset, which is what I worked on very intensely at the beginning, I adopted the belief there's plenty of business. No matter what the economy was or is, there'll be people out there who need a good real estate agent. I may not know everything, but I know enough to help people. And I went out there. One of the, so, so I changed the belief first. I, put together, I, I did things like I put together a big vision board. And I'm a big believer in vision boards because since then, a lot, tons of, I can't even tell you how many things that I used to have as pictures are now a reality. So on the mindset, I did that. I started reading a lot of books, went to seminars. I kind of immersed myself to the positivity. I'm like you, Larry said, I surrounded myself with positive people. It was one reason why I wanted to shift offices. I wanted to be around successful people and kind of 
hope that some of it will come up on me. From the business perspective, from a practical standpoint, I started working expired listing because the second teacher who appears in this art. Art Scott was a great agent who unfortunately passed away, who was a big rock star when he came to expired listings, and he kind of showed me the ropes. And I started developing what today now is my system to expired clubs, where I would contact expired listings, I would use multi-channel approach, I would mail them stuff, I would call them, I would visit them, and then consequently list many of them as a result. I started working high probability leads rather than just doing blanket marketing like cold calling or door knocking. I started zeroing in on people who either were about to get in the process or were already in the process of moving. And that helped my business tremendously very quickly. Yeah, I, th- I think that. And I think the, the uh, always be closing type sales coaches, mm-hmm. uh, th- that's a thing of the past. We get so many, we're inundated with sales messages so often in our, on our phones, on our computers, through the, through the mail, through our emails. It, it's, it's endless. And so we're skeptical. Don't sell me. Mm-hmm. And yet there are still coaches out there saying, you know, just sell, keep selling, just keep selling. And I, I think it's a big mistake. I think people want reasons to buy. They don't want to be. Put- I agree. And I think there are people out there who want your services. There are people out there who need a good real estate agent and will be happy to hire you. It's just like you said, like, people don't want to be sold. We don't want to be manipulated. Nobody does. And in this day and age where you have instant access to all the information, it is not about information. You know, it used to be, remember, guys, in the old days, we said the MLS books, we were the keepers of the information. Every 10 days, they would bring the new book. So we held all the information. Nobody else had access to it. Today, information is everywhere. It's not worth, on the contrary, we now have apps. We have, we pay services that protect us from information. So we don't get overloaded. But there's so no information. Ins- isn't, Sorry, go ahead. There's no insight in that. Information, and especially right. Internet information, doesn't mean you it's, it's correct, firstly. But, but secondly, there's no insight. How are you going to understand, you know, if, if somebody comes to you and talks about dual agency? You know, that's a complicated right. subject. Or um, helping you out of a situation you're having with the bank. Maybe you're near foreclosure or something like that. These are complicated issues that you need to be ready to have uncomfortable conversations until the person mm-hmm. understands what you're talking about and they see the benefit. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah, that's why I think the industry will change. Of course, the role of the agent is changing. It should be seen already. But it will not diminish anytime soon and it will not go away anytime soon. There will always be need and people who do this well will get paid well because the hand-holding is always necessary, the explanation, and sometimes just helping the client make the right decision, which sometimes means, hey, where you are, don't sell, you're good. I, I love the name of, so you wrote a book called Fizzborino? Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, I, I'm just quickly looking online. Um, I'll give you a little plug. It's uh, expiredplus.com, right? Right. That's the expired system. That's that's, uh, we are on the fifth generation now because the industry is changing, the market is changing, and like Larry, you said, you know, the consumer is changing. Yeah, Get, getting lost in now. Czech Republic and drinking stinky water. So what stinky? What stinky water? Stinky water is um, they have these spas with natural mineral water. Oh, okay, sure. They're supposed to be really good for you. They're supposedly very beneficial and they heal, but boy, is it disgusting. Yep. It smells like old sauce. Yep. Yep. 
My wife is from Czech Republic, so we go back once a year and visit these places. So some of the videos you see there on my channel on YouTube, on my travel videos. I kind of I want to share with you guys uh, not just the coaching side. I have a whole bunch of videos where I discuss everything from which questions to ask and what do you bring to an expired list, all kinds of things. But I also want to show, hey, Molino is not just a coach, but a human being. I like to ride motorcycles and I travel and I take my kids for ice cream, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, you've got great kids, um, and it's uh, wonderful to see them um, online. I think one of the other unintended consequences, but as I look back on it now, uh, I was in one of your first classes, I believe, and if you remember, we started script practicing, and so there was a whole series of, I think it was at your um, at your direction, we were told to do this. But we started a group, and we practiced six days a week for half an hour, and we went from person to person within the group and practiced. And those two years that I did that made me so comfortable with answering questions, even the <clears throat> awkward ones. And it was just flat out just practice, accountability to somebody else and practice, and then jump on the phones and make the calls. Well, we have a question. One of the things I, I do frequently is I do these sessions with people who are either feel intimidated on the phone or don't feel comfortable talking to strangers or are in the situations where they kind of lose the control. So when I do them very frequently, people tell me, oh, you make it sound so easy. You, you are so good at it. And the truth is I have no special powers. I don't have any special skills. This was just a matter of practice. Not memorizing and reciting scripts, but practicing talking to people, practicing yeah. answering certain questions, guiding the conversation, being in control, sure. But we, not to the point where you're pushing, you're manipulating, you're exploring, and you're guiding. And you both come to a certain conclusion. That can be, we'll get together now, or maybe later, or we'll do this, or we'll do that, or we'll park way. So my secret was 20 minutes a day with my body, Tony. We would get a cup of coffee every morning, and it was like ping pong. We would just go yeah. back and forth. Yeah. And like Hillary experienced, you know, within weeks, I would gain a lot more confidence. I would just know how to be not just a better talker, but a better listener. Because yeah. very often I discovered if I just ask a question and shut up, I find out important and interesting things. And sometimes things that even the client had not known until we started talking about stuff. We get questions sent to us every week, uh, Barino. And uh, Jim, do we have a question for Barino from our list this week? Yes, uh, yes, we do. Um, Desney Tani from Seattle, Washington. I'm a new agent in the business with training available to me through my office, and it was suggested that I get a coach, and I was referred to one that will be charging me $150 a week, and I need to prepay for 10 weeks. A $1,500 investment now is tough for me. Is it money well spent, or should I go to seminars and buy books, in your opinion? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say start with free stuff. There is a lot of good free stuff. Uh, if you go to Rockstars, we have tons of people posting all kinds of interesting questions that people chime in who either have the same experience or can fix it or help. They have insights, and I go in, I answer that. We have lives where I coach people. You have, I don't know, five, 600 videos we have. I don't know how many we have on YouTube with all kinds of topics. So I would start with the free stuff. Start loading yourself up with the free stuff first. There's plenty of it for me and many other coaches and real estate agents who are still active. So start with that. There's only one downside to that, which is soon discover is a lot of that information may be dated. 
or inaccurate or will be conflicted. Like one agent will tell you, never farm, waste of time. The other one will tell you, hey, I make million dollars farming. And then you go, shit, now what do I do? Do I believe this guy or that guy? What served me well in situations like that, because I went through the same thing, seminars, workshop, book. Trust your instinct. Sometimes your instinct is your best guide. Now be careful, trust your instinct, don't listen to your fear. Because there will also be that little voice that drunken monkey, that little voice will be telling you, oh, that's too uncomfortable, don't do that, you're going to fail. It's you, not the same as instinct. You know I, the mel- I would immerse myself into just read good books. If you have the budget for it, go to a good seminar. But I would not start hiring a coach. That may not be the first thing I would do. Get a few deals under your belt first, and then there's plenty of good, affordable coaching. I have coaching programs for $197 a month that I believe will get you and build you all the systems, but I'm buying it because it's my coaching. But whatever information is out there, start with free, build your skills. The best thing you can do is practice, go out there, meet people, talk to people, preview property daily, become a market expert. That's one of the essential core skills you need to develop as an expert. And maybe even join a team for a little while. Watch how other successful agents do stuff for maybe a few months. Once you're up to speed, then go on your own. That would be at least... Right now, this is what I would do if I were to start all over again. Okay, good answer. Broker Talk is sponsored today by Castles Unlimited. Once again, where you get the best real estate offers, exclamation mark, online. Go to castlesunlimited.com for all your real estate needs. I want to thank our uh, guest today, Barino. Uh, Barino expired. Uh, check him out on Facebook. I want to mention another active rain is another place where you can get great information. Uh, and you can do that for free. You can get some of it. Um, thank you so much for joining us today, Barino. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Jim, you have a phenomenal voice. By the way, I should hire you to do all our podcast voiceovers. You I'm, I'm very inexpensive, $1,000 an hour. <laughs> Thanks, Barino. Thanks for having me. And for those of you guys listening, here are just some quick takeaways. Really evaluate your mindset. Start with that. It is something that not everybody wants to deal with, but it is the foundation. Get the information. Educate yourself. There's plenty of it out there. Just be open. Saturate your mind with good information. Learn how to have communication with people, conversations with people. Get become good at communicating because even with the tools and systems, everything we have, technology we have, it's still a people business. And trust that there is plenty of business out there for you. If you go out there and meet the people, you will get the business. Okay. Great. Thanks so much. Thank, thank you, Marino. Thanks for having me, you guys. Enjoyed it very much. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Before we end the show, why don't we talk about the mountain in Beverly Hills? Oh, my goodness. Uh, what is that, a billion dollars for 157 well, acres? Well, mm, was it really a billion dollars? I mean... You get bragging rights to be the uh, the broker that listed the billion dollar listing, right? Yeah, that'd be. Bra- I'd rather I mean, close it rather. Yeah, than list I'd it. rather close the hundred million dollar than the billion and never sell it. But um, it was interesting marketing. One hundred fifty-seven acres on the highest point in Beverly Hills, I guess, Los Angeles. For exactly. Sure. You had to go through Shangri La to get there. Where, what's, what's Shangri-La? Shangri-La is, is the uh, property right below it on the mountain. Oh, okay. All right. And I think Merle, uh, Mer- no, Merv Griffin owned it at one point and sold it to the guy that owned or ran Herbalife. And 
his estate uh, racked up all the unpaid interest, and there was about $200 million in un- unpaid principal and interest. So it got foreclosed on this week. So if you see the billion-dollar listing selling for $100,000, and you go, darn, I could have bought that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really a sale for $100,000. It was just, you know, a bunch of lawyers uh, and, you know, then people in lawn chairs watching them, passing some papers around. And basically the people that were owed, owed all the money, they bought it. I, I, there were so many people, even, even the chairs. I think Chris Christie made it uh, a stop by, you know. <laughs> well, um, I think they had an offer, and, and I don't know if it was $400 million or $250 million, but it was turned down. So um, ba- basically it's going to be probably coming back on the market for probably about 600 What, what was the last real list price, $650, yeah. $650 million? Yes. And there's like 17 lots that it's been uh, divided into. So if you have an extra, I don't know, $50 million or so for a lot, maybe see if you can just buy one lot. <laughs> I, I, I just can't imagine, you know, that, that why would you need that? Why do you need a 100,000 square feet house? Well, I mean, why not? <laughs> I guess that's the question. All right. Broker Talk is a weekly podcast hosted by real estate industry professionals and always dedicated to telling it like it is. I'm Jim Lowenstern, signing off with Larry Lawfer. Also signing off. Thanks, guys, for listening. Until next week, have a good one. Have a good one. Baba Booey. <laughs>